Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. is brought to you by Silver Bathtubs. Tonight, we'll read the next part to The Princess and the Goblin, a children's fantasy novel by George MacDonald. If you'd like an easy way to listen to these continuing episodes in order, go to snoozecast.com series. When we left off, Princess Irene uses her grandmother's gossamer thread to rescue Curdie from the Goblin's Cave Labyrinth and bring them both back to the safety of Irene's royal home. Curdie is grateful to Irene for saving his life, but does not believe her explanation of her grandmother's ring and the thread. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Chapter 22 The Old Lady and Curtie Up the stairs, the princess and Curdie went, and the next stairs and the next, and up the little tower stair, Irene growing happier and happier as she ascended and knocked on her grandmother's door. Come in, 
answered the sweet voice of her grandmother, and Irene opened the door and entered, followed by Curdie. You darling, cried the lady, who was seated by a fire of red roses mingled with white. I've been waiting for you and beginning to think whether I had not better go and fetch you myself. I've brought Curdie, grandmother. He wouldn't believe what I told him, and so I've brought him. Yes, I see him. He is a good boy, Curdie, and a brave boy. Aren't you glad you've got him out? Yes, grandmother. But it wasn't very good of him not to believe me when I was telling him the truth. People must believe what they can, and those who believe more must not be hard upon those who believe less. Ah, yes, grandmother, I dare say. I'm sure you're right. But he'll believe now, won't you, Curdie? said Irene, looking round at him as she asked the question. He was standing in the middle of the floor, staring and looking strangely bewildered. This, she thought, came of his astonishment at the beauty of the lady. Make a bow to my grandmother, Curdie, she said. I don't see any grandmother, answered Curdie rather gruffly. Don't see my grandmother when I'm sitting in her lap? exclaimed the princess. No, I don't, reiterated Curdie in an offended tone. Don't you see the lovely fire of roses, white ones amongst them this time? asked Irene, almost as bewildered as he. No, I don't answered Curdie, almost sulkily. Nor the blue bed, nor the rose-colored counterpane, nor the beautiful light, like the moon, hanging from the roof? You're making game of me, your royal highness, and after what we have come through together today, I don't think it's very kind of you, said Curdie feeling very much hurt. Then what do you see? asked Irene, who perceived at once that for her not to believe him was at least as bad as for him not to believe her. I see a big, bare, attic-like room, the one in Mother's cottage, only big enough to take the cottage itself in and leave a good margin all around, answered Curdie. And what more do you see? I see a tub and a heap of musty straw and a withered apple. <laughs>